0: And I guess I brought the uncle along with me. Uncle Um, T! And we welcome you to the very first installment of Million Dollar Conversations. This is going to be our podcast, our marital podcast, um, that will be discussing business, marriage, faith, and life as we know it. We know it's not easy being young entrepreneurs. We know mm-hmm. it's not easy being young and married. We know it's not be easy being young at all. But there's a lot of things that we can discuss. And we named it Million Dollar Conversations kind of coined after when we have our one-on-one conversations with each other and we're like dude if there was a camera on this wall i promise you Mm -hmm. they would really want some money out of this so um these are our valuable conversations that we share with one another and we want to share with you so first up
1: we're gonna talk about marriage okay so i think
0: we should tell them who we are first
1: Okay, okay, okay. We can't assume that, that
0: people know who we okay. are. Okay. So my name
1: is Tweety and uh originally from Kenya. That's why there's a weird name there, Tweety and Anyways, um, this is my beautiful wife, Patrice. They can't
0: see me. You're gesturing to me. They can't see me. I know. They. They. I'm. I'm. Try-
1: I'm going somewhere with this. I pause. Um, this. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Patrice. Um, I am a football enthusiast, cowboy supporter. And uh, a Kobe <laughs> fan, a Dirt Nowitzki a Whiskey fan, um, also a youth pastor. Um, that's it.
0: All right, guys. I am your favorite rich auntie. I am Patrice Anguini, right? It took a long time to get used to that last name. Um, but I am a sandwich enthusiast. Um, Monday through Friday, you can catch me in a certain neighborhood on a certain street teaching certain students, um, teaching them certain things that I love to teach them. Um, I also am one half of an owner of Hustle Blends. Talk about um, it. I am the creator of the Faith Boss brand. What else? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: what else? You can tell who the hype man is over here.
0: <laughs> um, and I am this man's wife, and I think that's um, probably my most important job I have right now. No. Um, so I definitely am excited. Um, check us out, man. Like, we are super excited to have this. Um, there are a lot of things we do together. I think that's something that um people can kind of um associate with us that we do a lot of things together but i'm just so happy that this is yet another thing that we can do together.
1: right so let's kick it off all right we're gonna go real deep okay no i'm playing we're not gonna go deep we're just gonna talk about marriage and the 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 social media version of marriage you know when you see couples together they're booed up they're doing their little thing and you're wondering like is this reality Right, Mm. Like, is this the real thing? Like, is this their best moment? Mm. And I can tell you, there's no picture that we have ever posted that is our best moment.
0: Agreed.
1: Our best moments are in reality. They're not in virtual reality, you know? So, um, I I really want to talk about, you know, how we even view marriage and and people's relationships on social media. And then we say, you know, this is goals.
0: Well, first, I want to say that... um, When I think about how I grew up, I did not see a lot of versions of marriage, right? And so I have to think about the fact that I did not grow up in front of a computer screen or in front of a cell phone. So for so many people, this is their version of marriage. Like this is the way that they see marriage. Um, And so when you see certain things, like you see it's Valentine's day and the husband went out and got a heart shaped box of wings (laughs) and French fries. Like you automatically assume that this is the way it's supposed to be. Or when you see that, you know, the wife is working out in the gym every day and you know, she's living her life and she has 14 babies, but she hasn't gained a pound. Like you assume that this is the way life is supposed to be. And so if you were to ever um, be a part of a marriage after that, and that was your expectation, Right. Then there's a few conversations That if you don't have them beforehand You definitely gonna end up having them afterwards Because you had an expectation on marriage And your partner before you ever got married
1: So like let's say I married when I married Patrice You know my version Of like a wife Is already in my head This is what a wife is supposed to do This is how a wife looks This is how I want my wife to be shaped Whatever it is I have my ideal like mindset or my my ideal wife already in my mind so when I marry Patrice I'm like okay like I'm gonna shape her you know there's some people who think like that you know like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna shape her into being the wife that I want to be
0: and women we do it too
1: right and I'm not gonna accept her for who she is you know like I'm not gonna accept the flaws I'm not gonna accept the good parts the negative parts whatever and then we end up being like dang like I've I I don't know who this
0: is. I actually don't think it's that we don't accept it. I I would disagree with that because I think that if you got far enough to marry somebody, you've accepted some things, at least the things you saw. But I think um, I 100% am on the disagreement side of when people say that marriage is just a piece of paper. No, honey, doo-doo, it's not. Um, (laughs) On the complete opposite end of signing that paper, walking down that aisle, whatever whatever you did, um... I have to say that there is so much of a difference in being in God's covenant versus just being together. So I to say that you accepted some things, the things you saw, you accepted if you said, I do. Like, I think that's that's where we are. But I think the things you didn't see or the things you didn't know or if right. you if you didn't live with your partner before you got married, which that's a whole nother conversation. Um, Let's stay right there. Let's stay right there. Like, you know, when
1: when like you know even for me like it was a new thing personally always living with boys and and men because I, I i grew up in a family where my mom was the only woman it was five boys and my dad like mm, i never had got
0: overpowered it
1: right so i never she had
0: outnumbered right i never <laughs> had
1: like oh man this is how you should you know make your beta because you know this you know like i never had that kind of training like I was always like man we rough house we do our thing and so when we moved in it was more like a oh like she's a she's a whole human being she goes to the restroom just like I do mm. she poops and it stinks mm. you know it's like oh man her hair ain't dead like I, I was just like yeah. <laughs> you know that wasn't my version of like a woman in my head I was like oh man like not that my mom had it all the way together but I had an idea that this is what it was
0: or that the way you see me is the way you'll always see me
1: right so if
0: I I think that's it I think that's what I hear you saying absolutely the the way you see somebody when you're dating them is completely you assume to always see them that way and so um Twitty and I like one if you can't tell already um we have a lot of like straightforward conversations because um Me personally, I will not be a part of something or live with somebody. And if I I can't just have a conversation with them and be as transparent as I can be with them. um, We both poop with the door open. No, you did not need to know that. You did not need to know that. You could probably go on about your day without knowing that piece of information. However, comma, that is what it is. That's the type of conversation we're having with you. But um, (laughs) where was I going with
1: that? It's just being more transparent, Patrice. It's like... I realize that marriage makes you go deeper with the person. And when you're in a relationship or even engaged, it's always like the. The hard eyes that just go—it's it's the and,
0: cutest version right. of y'all, and which there's nothing wrong with. I think, especially that engagement phase, it is so fluffy and cute. Um, <laughs> it is, it is, it, it really it, is, and rightfully so, as it right. should be. Um, you should be excited about spending. Like, if you are engaged to somebody, you're not excited about being with them. I, I look, we need to have a conversation. Right. Um, but also, I think in the engagement stages, when you practice having certain conversations that are uncomfortable, so how do you live if you? don't live with that person or if you do live with that person I i mean I, we lived together nine days before we got married so it we was shacking. we shacked for nine days please go <laughs> tell it on the mountain but um <laughs> tell it on the mountain right but I mean I have to say that um there was I mean The learning curve, you know, and learning to live with someone. Um, But I I want you to hear me closely to live with someone, not live next to someone, not live featuring someone. Not Not like I do me and you do you or, you know, anything. I think there's a lot of conversations that need to be had that are not displayed. But when when your only version of marriage is a social media picture. Or what you see somebody do, or a music video. For me, like, we grew up in the era of music videos and 106 and Park. So seeing Case happily ever after with Beyonce in it was like. The, oh, I thought you were going to keep that going. Oh, no, that was it. Yeah, like, I thought that was, like, how it was supposed to be. So, I mean, you have to have those conversations with one another about what you expect from one another. And it's not just about looks. But, I mean, like, I, I do like to talk about this conversation because I think it's funny. Um, but I also think it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, so, there was definitely a part in our marriage or it's kind of our relationship where like we both started getting a lot of happy weight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, Fluffy, and this is what happens to mo- a lot, not most, I'm not going to say most, I'm not going to throw a lot of people out so. of, under the bus, Some. but it happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you start going out more, you start, you know, being booed up and mm-hmm. let's just All go to up sleep. In the bed,
1: Netflixing and
0: chilling. Please stop. It's the truth. That's what happened. Any, anyway, you know, you start getting a lot more <laughs> laxed around that person, right? So, you look up, it's a year later, it's a two years later, three years, 50 pounds later, What? however long it took. Um, and, and the conversation has to happen like, alright, I want what's best for you. That's not a comfortable conversation in a lot of households.
1: Mm-hmm. That and then, is not. And men, I, I really think honesty, honesty and uh, The clarity of the conversation is what's important because I think going into the conversation and be like, man, babe, like you used to, used to look like this, man. What happened? Like, that's not dope. No, don't do that. What I'm saying is having an open conversation like, babe, I care about your health. I care about you uh, feeling better about yourself. I care about you, uh, you know, being a better version of you. And this is not it. You know, I think having that open dialogue with them will actually show the sincerity of the conversation, because some men take it to a personal thing. They're like, "Oh man, you used to be fine. Now you're not. What does that mean?" You know, you're you're making it more of a selfish conversation. When you are thinking about just you,
0: so I think what this feeds into is actually a larger topic, and it's about just insecurity in marriage. Because I think there's two different ways, and I'm not even going to generalize it to gender. Of okay, well, women receive it this way, and then men receive it this way. Because there are some men that would get in their feelings if you tell them they're gaining weight, right? And right. there's some women that'll be like, oh, okay, bit, like you know. So it's, it's depending on who, you who know, you're married to.
1: You know how, if you married them, I hope you know how to talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, so even if you don't just having a, a just an open conversation should be a part of your daily, like, you know, routine. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, babe, like, you know, I'm I'm finna go run.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I got one person. One one thing I've realized about Mary is like when one person starts to get it together, the other person, the follows. Other person follows. If it's in finance, if it's in business, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. if the head of the household, which in most cases is the man gets it together the woman will follow the wife will follow because it's more of a i bet we're doing this together
0: so what I think is extremely important um, because I think that people who are married have um, different insecurities about different things. Me, I've always been a heavier girl, um, so gaining more weight on top of weight I had on me did not make me feel good. So to have a conversation, and I actually think I brought it to my husband, like, so what you think? <laughs> so, so how you feeling about this? What was my
1: response? You know, for I don't really, really want
0: I don't really remember. What I
1: remember. It was. I th- I think.
0: In oh, the- I think. I think. Yeah, I asked you. I was like, so. Um, what do you think about how much weight I've gained? And I think you said something like, um, I don't want you to gain any more weight. Right. Yeah.
1: And I think being straightforward and be like, nah, like, I love you too much to see you, like, walk around unhappy. Right. You know, walk around tired, just went right. up three stairs and right. you huffing and puffing or I'm huffing and puffing, right. you know, or, you know, my pee stank. And you're like, dang, like, you ain't drink no water. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's like caring enough for your partner to tell them the truth because- whether the world tells them or not, it comes better off when it coming when it's coming from you.
0: Right, and it wasn't followed with any shame. I right. think that um, sometimes the world can generalize you telling the truth to someone you love. And and even if it does sound uncomfortable or you're addressing a person's insecurity, if they open that door, um, to, to talk about that, that the world is like, you didn't have to come at it like that. But I'm like, you know what, this is somebody who does love me. This is not somebody that's trying to fit me into their image of perfection. Like this person wants me to be healthy and I want to be healthy. So that's why I brought it up. Um, and so I think it's extremely important and when you're talking about insecurities in marriage um, one they don't usually just come up naturally um, we kind of got to a place with with us and we're not perfect we don't got it all figured out nope. it's not like we're just the image or goals. the standard of no I, we don't want you to ever feel like us or anybody else's goals because you don't never want to you don't never know what people have gone through to, to, to get, get to where they are exactly um and I'm not saying we up here beating each other head in you know <laughs> or we that right but I mean you definitely um want to make sure that your goals are God
1: mm, period say that again um
0: that your goals are God period like that, that's our that's our goals we're not trying to be like anybody else you know we want to be what God wants us to be right um but i think that sometimes we get so uncomfortable because i'm an only child right i mean i wasn't until i got married okay so i wasn't comfortable talking about my insecurities and then sometimes i was a diary keeper i was a writer so i could write down things and i could you know i knew what they were but if somebody were to press my red button or my hot button you know it would either be defense or shutdown right so if you are at that, you know, if, if what, however you grew up, you know, only child, multiple children, 16 kids, I don't know what else, you know, your situation, right? But we tend to know our insecurities. And we tend to know the things we struggle with, and we tend to not ever want them to see the light of day because, I mean, what's going to happen then? That's just kind of uncharted territory. But I think in marriage, marriage is one so intimate for so many reasons. Um, it's a, it's, it's definitely a union shared with that person and God um, that you are to be eventually comfortable bringing up, like, this is where I'm at. Or you said this the other day, and it really pissed me off. But it was it, it, it to like. Have you ever had that conflict with yourself where it's like somebody may have said or did something, and you actually understand that the depth of what they said or did should should not or would not be offensive, um, if you didn't already feel away, right? And then when you finally think about it, you kind of feel that shame or that guilt of like, why is this getting to me? Like you have to. I think that being able to say things in their rawest form. When you're communicating with your partner is extremely important.
1: I I do. But I also will put a boundary on that. Because men and women, we understand that they communicate differently. So, what's raw and emotional to you could be completely different to me. Mm -hmm. Right? So, I think the boundary is understanding how do we communicate in conflict. How do we we resolve conflict in our household? Mm -hmm. What are those steps to conflict resolution? Not just... Ah oh, man, I feel this way therefore, here you go. And this is
0: how you're going to get it. Right. Yeah, right. right. So to clean that up a little bit more, because um, I hear what you're saying, I definitely would say, to, according to how that person receives information.
1: Right. If you guys have an agreement, like, hey, anytime we get to a place in an argument where we go on above this decibel of, of, of voice or whatever, we're just going to table it and give ourselves five minutes to just cool off.
0: But that's your agreement in if, your household. Right.
1: If, if that's in your household, like, if that's, if that's what you guys have agreed, cool. If you guys agree like let's pray if prayer is that which I always suggest to be the first thing you run to instead of your opinion because opinions change right mm-hmm. like think about some of the, the 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 conversations or discussions that didn't go right I'm not gonna say you guys were arguing I'm saying it didn't go right mm-hmm. You can table that now. Like if it was a year ago and be like, dang, why, why were we talking about it like that? Like, Mm -hmm. why was, why were we going against each other like that? And really is that the enemy doesn't like the union of marriage.
0: Right. So any, any small little Nick that he can use to divide you and your, your spouse. Right. Um, he will use. And believe me, when I say small, <laughs> like and and sometimes we have to stop casualizing. Um, disagreements or casualizing things that we're not in agreement about. I, f- I feel like um, we've done that in our marriage. I've noticed other you know, other people saying like, well, we just don't like this just is our no flies on. We just don't talk now, about everything this.
1: Everything should be talked
0: about. And I'm today. like, well, dang, like I, I, I'm not laying next to nobody and we just don't talk about this. Like this is just what we don't talk about. Um, there are plenty of things that are hard conversations for Tweety and I. Um, we experienced a um, miscarriage three years ago and that is a hard conversation to talk about. You know, like the first thing that ever comes to our mind is what we think, like what how we feel about it. So if, if bringing up the topic of miscarriage frustrates me, like just generally, no matter who brings it up, no matter who says what, no matter how gentle you bring it up. Like to me, for those first few months afterwards, like I got pissed off walking through Target going through the baby section. Like it was it it was a trigger for me and I hated how sensitive I was to it. But it it was it was real for me. Like bring it up is like it ain't none of your business. You know, but that was where I was. But if you constantly don't don't even go there with yourself to say, Okay, so why do I I know it hurts, I know I feel this way, but Okay, what what do I do with this feeling? There's going to be so many conversations we struggle with with other people, right? Because we don't know what to do with our feelings when certain things come up. I think it
1: becomes almost a what people don't understand is that when traumatic experiences, whether it's death, whether it's um, you know somebody hurt you, whatever it was, um, you know you were abused, whatever it is, what happens is that. The, the door is yet still open if we don't close it right. Mm-hmm. So the enemy is banking on you, reacting in a certain way so that he may get glory out of it. Right. And God's part is to always get glory out of anything. Right. So even in those roughest and toughest moments, God is yet still speaking. And sometimes we listen to the enemy. He reminds, of, he reminds us of the things that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. Or we don't have. Because God took away. Right. You know. And I think these are. Like for us. In our marriage. That was one of those monumental moments. Like you could put a marker. Or a timeline. Mm-hmm. And be like. This happened. But. But. I also believe that it made us better. No Mm -hmm. matter how it happened or, you know, the roles that, or the the way the dominoes fell, you may say, Mm -hmm. I believe it made our marriage that much better, Mm -hmm. that much stronger and brought us closer. It wouldn't be something I would ask for or be like, well, you know, I just want to receive that. Come on, Mm God, like, give me that. But it's something that hindsight, looking back at it, you know, three years now and being like, dang, like. It could have been the thing that saved us, Mm -hmm. even though we're looking at it as a loss. God Mm -hmm. is saying that's a win Mm -hmm. because he already said we're going to have a son. We're going to have a daughter. That's a promise. It's a guarantee Mm -hmm. when it comes from God. Therefore, I can't sit around doubting Mm -hmm. the very thing he said and walk around angry just because I Mm can't.
0: So that brings us into our next topic. So remember, our podcast is based off of business, marriage, faith, and life as we know it. So we're going to go into our faith topic. Um, One thing that um, God has been dealing with us, with our family, has just been the gratefulness aspect of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we've encountered many wins. We've encountered many losses. We've had some very silent victories and some very loud losses, okay? Um, And loud
1: victories. And
0: some loud victories as well. Um, But regardless of how you're receiving it um god has really been working on us as a family about being content um we <laughs> um we went on a fast
1: <laughs> whoa uh, I, <laughs> I see yep, where
0: this goes. going yep, that wasn't in the notes right uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um one thing that God dealt with me on with this fast, um, because I'm a Christian woman, I'm someone who believes mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm a someone... fine Christian woman. Oh, thank you. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm somebody that believes that the blood of the blood of Jesus does suffice. I'm, I'm someone that believes that. And I say that with my mouth. Right. But one thing that I was dealt with, like I that I got knocked upside the head with was like, you know, as Christians, you know, when we say we believe that, like, we also say, like, you know, I'm willing to do whatever for the gospel of God. Um, and that, you know, I'm willing to go through persecution. But, y'all, I did not even want to be hungry. Like, I didn't even want to be hungry. Like, I didn't like to take away. I would, And it wasn't like we weren't eating on our fast. It was literally, eating you know. Eating stuff
1: that, we, that was bland.
0: And... No, it wasn't even bland. It was like, it was no dairy and no meat. And I did not even want to be hungry. Right. Like and I know I say that jokingly, but it, I'm so for real with you. Um, and I, if I pastor and if I apostle to the first lady listening, listen, listen uh, look, I did not want to be. Home. <laughs> they
1: know. I don't even, I don't even gotta table if They know. Um, they, they know who we are. <laughs> you know who this is. <laughs> and, 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 and while we're there, like I really want to thank them because I feel like when you surround yourself with people who actually want to see you succeed in marriage which they did from day one. Mm-hmm. They were our premarital counselors, our, mm-hmm. our, our marriage counselors mm-hmm. currently, because mm-hmm. you still go. like mm-hmm. I believe that you still want to go and table some things that are currently going on to just, you know, temperature check. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like, how, like how's, how's your marriage? Mm-hmm. And I believe for them, like, they are a good foundation piece for our marriage. Mm-hmm. I believe without Apostle Calvin and First Lady Williams, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be in the place we are in our marriage. And I, I was against it. I know y'all hearing this but one when, when Patrice is like we just got I'm like what what do we need like my parents been married for 25 years like we we don't need that you know but I realized that you know marriage deals with you first like you know when when we went to those counseling uh, those counseling sessions it was like dang, like there's some things about Tweety that needs to be talked about mm-hmm. so that he could be a better husband for Patrice right. and then we then we get to the united together right Um, so I I really do want to give them their flowers and say, thank you so very much for being a a big part of our marriage.
0: Absolutely. Um, when we were talking about faith and we're talking about contentment, um, our scripture this week for us has kind of been, well, not kind of been, has been Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Um, and it is, Tweety, can you sum it up while I get the scripture ready?
1: I'm just gonna We're gonna round it up It pretty much just It says You know being Paul is talking about Being content with a little And being content with a lot Um, And often Too many times We uh, Are not content When we do have a little
0: but anytime we have a lot praise God hallelujah but our little is something big to somebody else right? Um, the scripture says I I am not saying this because I am in need for I have learned to be content with whatever the circumstances I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty I have learned the secret of being content in any in every situation whether well fed or hungry whether remember y'all I did not want to be hungry (laughs) Um, whether living in plenty or in want I can do all things through him who gives me strength right go ahead
1: we mentioned that last part Mm mhm But we don't go back We don't say the whole
0: thing. Right. We never say the whole thing. People (laughs) always want to say Philippians 4.13 but like okay to be to have all you need and to also be in want. So one thing one little mantra we've been telling each other is like we have absolutely positively everything that we need.
1: Shout out to Kanye for that.
0: We have everything we need. There is nothing that we are in need of currently. Everything we want. I mean hey look there's a time and there's a season but um we're good, you know, and and that's something for me. Um, I have to speak from the place that it comes from. For me, when I get triggered by certain things, um, to to grow up and to like see certain things you want but you don't get it, or like you you finally get something but you don't know, or whatever your case was, like whether you you know saw poverty firsthand or whether you didn't. Um, there are certain things that are reminiscent to me that I just don't want. So like, if it's like life is looking like this and and I'm like, this reminds me of something. I just don't want to go back there. I just don't want to feel that, you know, and then I get up, I build a wall, I get angry, I get frustrated, and then there's nothing productive that comes out of that. I just want to encourage everybody who's listening to learn your contentment to learn it I didn't it's when I said I didn't want to be hungry it's not like I wasn't eating every day right you know I just wouldn't have no prime rib steak and no no grilled cheese sandwiches you had
1: everything you needed but you didn't have everything you, you
0: wanted. wanted and so sometimes we have to even and I could even see how this flows into marriage because we were talking about the ideal mate and the way you want to see somebody and you know why aren't you like this and all that kind of stuff like in your mind if you're ta- always feeding yourself the things that you want but you tend to neglect the things that you need and sometimes we tend to think that the wants we have cover our needs but they don't right they don't so I think it's extremely important to think about what our wants are and what our needs are and to think and is the thing you want really the thing you need
1: this is what I've learned about being a husband so far three years in is that if I serve Patrice to the best of my God-given ability I don't have to worry about what she's doing to me or what, how she's serving me. Because that's, you know, in some ways we could talk about things that, you know, we need to work on. But in some ways, the Holy Spirit has a part in our marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get married, they are like, oh man, the Holy Spirit all up in this thing. Mm -hmm. But it's only when it gets tough that you don't want to involve him in certain issues, in certain topics. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh man, like, I mean, let's just talk about it. Let's not talk to God, but we could talk about this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like involving him in, in in the marriage and saying like, no, like the Holy Spirit will convict anything in her that is not right as a wife. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we feel like I quickly, just got Yeah, very so,
0: quickly. <laughs> so I, I just got to go tell off,
1: you know, Right, I'm going to do this. And, you right. know, and I think it's not even in a personality. I think it's in submission and obedience to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I oh, thought yeah. I was going to say to the wife, to the Holy Spirit. You know, and when you're submitted to the Holy Spirit, you could be able to really table some things without even you put your prayers about the situation to him and not to your wife and be like, well, let's just argue about it. No, talk to the Lord about this.
0: I love that. Right. I love that. So, our next topic is, guys, business. Business is something we love. Business is something that we do. Business is something we admire. Mm. Um, And so, we're going to talk about business and specifically the startup culture. All right. So, we developed a startup about almost a year ago on April 1st, 2019. It is called Hustle Blends. Hustle Blends. Big business. Shameless plug is the premier coffee brand for entrepreneurs, go-getters, visionaries, and you, all right? Since then, we have learned to roast, we have blended our our, our, um, coffee, we have done all of that stuff, we have packaged things, sent them out to folks, we have partnered with corporations, and we have thrown an event. So we plan to only do more from there, but there are so many other things we wanna do too. So touching on the startup culture, it seems like People, more and more millennials, I would say, are developing businesses, multiple businesses, doing different things because they want out of going to work every day. And shout out, shout out to the folks that are using their job, their salary, your hourly pay, whatever it is as an anchor client and your main investor mm. and shout out to the folks that are doing this thing full time and every month is like a surprise all right no, <laughs> shout
1: out to those folks I, I really believe that however bad you want it is what's going to happen like that's going to be the reaction to your action mm. so the, for those who are i'm um, in here i am i am i am make it I'm out in the world and I'm doing business and this is how I pay my bills. Mm. This is how my kids are getting paid. They have a faster track route to that success. Because it's
0: do or not. For because
1: it. to them it's like I'm not playing. I'm not talking about small business. I've never seen somebody who this is their full time talk about, yeah, you know, you know it's my little small business or whatever no. they're always like nah this is what i do i got my business cards i got my paperwork together they got their stuff together because they believe in it 150 mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. but you know the one toe in this and one toe in that you better always have your eyes on the prize because it could it can get confusing
0: i definitely could say so um I think one of the largest misconceptions is that you have to hate your job in order to want to quit it no. or that you, um, I've said at many tables, I've, I've discussed some things with other teachers about how I will not be doing this for much longer. Right. I've talked to my students about it. I don't like, it's not, it's no surprise. Right. Right. Um, And that they know that I have a business on the side. They know that I do this on the side, you know, and I don't have a hatred for education because I want to run my business full time. I don't have that.
1: Let's think about that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm sounding like I'm preaching right now. (laughs) But uh, when we say side, that means that it's right next to us. Right. Mm -hmm. Why are we
0: not saying it's in the front? Okay, I have a front business, not a side business.
1: I know it sounds so silly. I know it sounds like it's just like, oh, man, Tweety think he woke. I'm I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be that person, but I'm saying, like, when you got something to the side, that means it's always attached to you, right? right. You're to my side, so you're attached to me. When I'm holding your hands, where am I? Yeah. To your side. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying you're trying to detach, where should it be?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Front, back. Mm-hmm. It should always be like, now I'm leading with this, mm-hmm. but I'm following this. I
0: see that.
1: So for me, I always think about When you are trying to take off, everybody can start a race. Mm -hmm. Everybody can
0: start a race. But everybody cannot finish it. Why? Endurance.
1: And somewhere in the road, the person who started with the right mindset was, I see the finish line.
0: But you know what? Now that you bring that up, I tend to think that more people enjoy or dance with the fact of starting something than finishing something right it looks better to have started a business than 10 years down the line shout out to the people that have been running a business for 10 15 20 years and have not stopped um then finishing it there are people that you'll approach and two years ago it's like hey you still got that no nah, we you know we're not doing it right now like it's, it looks better to start
1: and i understand like i understand why it's hard to continue Mm-hmm. but I'm saying that's what separates the the, the kid plays side business side hustles to a business mm-hmm. like a business has structure mm-hmm. a side hustle is when I feel like it right. when I want to right so it's when, how
0: you address it right
1: so when I start addressing it this is the end all be all this if I don't do this we don't eat
0: okay
1: there is a different mindset in my head of like now, nah, I have to work in excellency. Mm-hmm. You can't work in excellency if you're giving it 50%, mm-hmm. 70%, 80%, mm-hmm. even 99%. Mm-hmm. You, you become an excellent and great business owner or a great mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. when you are giving it 100 plus. Mm-hmm. And I believe, especially in the black community, I can only speak on the things that I see. In the black community, we tend to around taxis and do what? Start businesses. Start things. There's nothing wrong with starting. Mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that the endurance that is needed has to be God given like God has to give you this idea God has to give you this 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 business and say hey like look it's in your hands you're a steward now mm-hmm. go
0: and it's the, kind of also the same thing for um how people view marriage. If you don't grow up seeing a lot of people who are starting businesses, then you tend to think that business should only look the way I look the way I see it on TV or if I go into this establishment or if I see it on social media. So many people are flexing with their business on social media now, but when you get in it, it doesn't always look like that. It doesn't always look like a room full of full of mailers and you and you know, oh, look at look at my six figure business in three months. It does not look like that. It sure don't feel like that. There are some good months there are some great months, and there are some months. The bottom. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say there are some months. No, it's the bottom. Like, I think
1: people need to know that. I think people need to know that in every business. I don't care if you sell cars. I don't care if you sell insurance. I don't care what you do. But in every business, it's a flow. It's like a roller coaster. Right. All, it's for you to understand and know that. Right. To structure your business to when it's great, it's continuously great because you're thinking about the next month when it may not be. So I think structuring your business, not based off of success, but structuring it based off of longevity.
0: Right. I would definitely say if you are even in the planning phase and the development phase of your business, structure it for the, the capacity you want it to hold every individual mm, part good, of good. your business you need to structure it i don't care if you're starting a dance company and one day you see this being a commercial a franchised company you need to structure it to where A year from now, 10 months from now, six months from now that you have instructors that are at each campus that already know how to um, conduct and and do the um, curriculum for what you want. All right. Whatever it is for you, whatever your business is, if I don't care if it's your business right now only exists on paper and don't nobody else know it exists. It exists. But but why oh, I'm saying if yeah. nobody else yeah. knows, yeah. you know, if you're just, you know, find yourself at a <laughs> at a faculty meeting <laughs> or you find yourself at a work meeting that very well could have been an email and you're just doodling. Right. You know, you just have those ideas on paper. Those ideas they have life. And they matter. And if you allow it they'll have a heartbeat, and if you allow it it'll keep growing. And I'm I'm
1: saying this too. I don't think entrepreneurship is for everybody. No, I don't think business not. is for everybody. It's not. And, and, and if this is not you, like, I can give you some practical tips for even life and even staying in a company and working with that. Because I feel like sometimes entrepreneurs or people who are not entrepreneurs tend to fight with each other. Like, well, <laughs> I'm doing my nine to five. You're doing your... Or like, no you know, business.
0: entrepreneurs can attack people right. who say, why can't I work my job? You can. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. Like,
1: but I, I always go off of what you know God gives me as far as wisdom and um the other day he just told me like be a practical thinker yes mm-hmm. know that one plus one is two yes but also be a bigger dreamer mm-hmm. because I am a God is a dreamer. He, mm-hmm. the whole world is is from his mind, from mm-hmm. his throne mm-hmm. room. He came up with this. Mm-hmm. He wasn't be like, well, I'm just gonna make everything basic. Like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes work could be like that for some people, but also work could be creative for other people. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm never on that fence of like, well, you should just quit everything and do this and mm-hmm. just live out your dream because it's not for everybody. Right. But what I do understand is that that the practical steps that it needs to make the business work. You have as much as you're dreaming. You're like, I'm a millionaire already. As much as you're dreaming and believing in that thing to happen, you have to put as much effort and work Mm -hmm. into making that Mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. And that's what people don't talk about. They don't talk about the the late nights. They don't talk about I went from work and I went into another work, which is your business to make it work.
0: Right for sure so we are ending um, our podcast with our very last topic which is just life Right. this is our part of the podcast where we just kind of discuss some things that we may be personally working on some things we may be um, working on as a family working on in our own person you know I pretty much said that already but just that so Tweety if you want to start
1: right so in my personal life I'm really on a health kick to my standards (laughs) (laughs) you know I might have a certain somebody over here be like, "What health kick?" But you know, there's there's proof in the pudding in stats. You know, like you know, January I started off at two eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, February I'm at two oh three. So I thank God for the ability. to, You know, fifteen right. pounds gone right. based off a of small marginal like, you know, changes in my life, right. in business. Because right. sometimes you, you have this big old list, that I'm going to lose 50 by March, I'm going to mm-hmm. do this by then. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe that when you make those small, marginal uh, changes in your life, in your routine, in, in your in, in, in anything, you will have success. Mm-hmm. So me seeing the 15 pounds, I didn't really, I wanted 10. Mm-hmm. If, if you go back to my little stories and stuff, like, I wanted 10. I, I was like, I want to lose 10 pounds, that's it. But through those small marginal wins of like, I'm only going to eat two meals in a day. Like, I'm going to be hungry and it's my way of doing my thing. But here we go. And also in just spiritually, I want to continue to grow. I, wanna, I want our family. I want when we bring children to this world, we're prepared. Like, there's no area of our marriage, of our relationship that, you know, needs you know the oh man like I don't know if y'all y'all ready for this but I really want to continue to just love my wife love our family grow our family pray for it and you know be healthy
0: yeah um, for sure I would say um, one of my we kind of come up with like a little cute Section name for this I was kind of distracted Like we just call this life Like it's It's, it's very That's a very We call hard. a lot
1: of things life Yeah we Wink 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 um, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright Um I would definitely say Some focus Some things I'm focused on Um Would definitely be health Um The Revelation I got out of that Was Discipline um, because if you are undisciplined in one area of your life, the chances are higher of you being undisciplined in multiple areas of your life. Sure. And so I have recently come to the to grips with the fact that there was an undiscipline there. Like, you know, for a long time, I pride myself on being like a big girl, but I could keep up. Like, I could keep up. Like, if a dog is coming after me, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be in the back, you know, right. type of thing. But I have to say that to be comfortable... To like when you realize the areas of your life that you are just dry, comfortable in. I sound like the kids when they be like, You just dry, ugh. But no, like (laughs) when you're just dry, comfortable in, like you're just comfortable, like nobody can move you, nobody can shake you in that area. And then if somebody approaches you on it, you come into a line of defense. You have to ask yourself, like, wait a minute, you know, what needs work here? So I've been very intentional about assessing some areas in my life that do need the work, because just just because I personally would grade myself as, as this or that based in these areas does not mean that I'm performing well or doesn't mean that um if I, if I gain discipline here that I won't, it won't roll over into my business. It won't roll over into our business. It won't roll over into different things that I do. Um, so, discipline is a major thing for me. That's a major thing you'll see me talk about, um, see me post about. By the way, make sure you follow us on our socials. I am at TheFaithBoss.
1: At Tweety and Greenie. Just follow her, you'll find me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, follow my husband's personal podcast. It is...
1: Freedom Reigns Podcast.
0: Freedom Reigns podcast and also I'm about to jump back on the mic as well with the Faith Boss podcast. Talk about it. So we are definitely expanding some personal brands we have working on our collective brands. You got anything to end with Bubba?
1: I want to end with this you know we got we got some things cooking right now for my wife like she is about to be out here making oh me look like you know <laughs> gold <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying like you know husbands you know sometimes you gotta look at your wife and just let her know like hey you had a part a very big part in me being who i am in this vice versa wives look at your husband and be like you know what you had a very big part of me being who i am currently Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes we don't appreciate each other therefore we end up looking at ourselves as rivals don't have a marriage that is full of oh man like he doing this so i gotta do that like you are one. Mm-hmm. God put you together to mm-hmm. work as a team. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a podcast that's going to discuss team activities, team things to do as a family, as a as a marriage. We're going to talk business is team. Faith is team. Life is team. Right. It's, it's Marriage just underst-
0: definitely team. Right. It's, yeah. it's a we,
1: not I. I. I want you to get the most out of this podcast. Follow us on social media, like my wife said, and we love you. We support you. We wish... All the best for you, your family. May God protect y'all. May he keep your marriage. May he walk with your marriage. Whatever phase or of your Or your marriage.
0: anticipated marriage.
1: If you single, this is for you too. Yes. If this is not, you know, it's a million dollar podcast. not a marriage only podcast. That's so, good. So, you Mar- know. That's good. For all the single people that, you know, uh, we hope that this also encourages you to see the qualities that you may be looking for in a significant other that you may have not thought about. So as you are walking and and, and wait, if you're a woman waiting on your husband and if you're a husband looking for your wife, talk to God about it. Deal with it the right way. And, you know, this is for all the millionaires out there that haven't come to the even knowledge that they are
0: Mm. and
1: those who already are.
0: I think um, the biggest part of living richly is to first think richly. You know, and to to definitely make sure that you're walking out the things that you think. If you're not thinking it, it's not going to come to pass. So, we're going to hold that for the next podcast. But anyway, your favorite rich auntie and uncle are out. Uncle T. Y'all have an amazing, wonderful week. And take care of yourself. Black History Month. Bye.